Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. We're going to be in John chapter 9 beginning with verse 1. Here's what it says. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes, saying, Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging said, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open? They demanded. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked. I don't know, he said. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, I have something I really need to get off my chest, and so I figured I'd do it right at the beginning, but I really hope there's some support in here. Boomer. It was okay, but I was hoping for something a little bit better after the performance our ladies um, gave in softball. And also, after watching that Journey video, I just want to thank the congregation, because Journey Camp is where I gave my life to Christ. And so your support, sending our youth to a camp that could change their life forever means the world to me. And so I want to thank all the leaders, everyone who went. Um, And I have some of our students here this morning who helped me actually last Sunday in Sunday school to prepare for this sermon. So our youth mean a great deal to this congregation and to this church. And so thank you guys for the support of them. What I want to do this time is invite Kendrell, our awesome drummer. You guys give Kendrell a round of applause. Kendrell is not just a drummer on Sunday morning, but he's a Chick-fil-A manager by Monday morning. And um, so I've invited him up here to help me. What I want to do is I kind of, I've thought about this analogy throughout this week, and I hope that um, as we perform it, that it sort of helps bring this story to life. And so what I want to invite you to do in the congregation is place yourself in Kendrell's shoes as I ask him some questions and as we go throughughout this. Does that sound like a fair deal to everybody? Everybody awake this morning? Perfect. All right, Kendrell, stay right there for me. Here you are. Here you are in life, okay? So we find ourselves in life. This is your end goal. This is your objective. This Bible right here is where you want to end up. Whatever that may be. Maybe it's owning your own Chick-fil-A store one day. I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's an internal thing. Maybe you've been struggling with addiction and you've been trying to get over it and you want to get to this point where you can finally say, that addiction doesn't hold me anymore. What is that for you this morning? 
So, Kendrell, I'm going to lead you to that point. Do you trust me to yes, get you there? I do. Right now you do. Yeah. Okay. Take off your glasses for me. I'm blind. I can't. You can't. <laughs> but we don't need this, so I'm going to blindfold you. Okay. You might have to help me out a little bit. I'm going to try to get it to where you can still breathe. I'll be okay. I don't want to get too tight. Is that good? Yeah, I think so. Okay. How many fingers? Cool. <laughs> Perfect. All right, here, I'll take your glasses from you. Okay. Man, he's really trusting me this morning. All right. Just like hands, shoulders. Right. Are you ready? Yes. You trust me? Yes. So that's how it started. That's how it starts. We begin our faith journey, and we walk along and everything seems to be going okay. We've committed, we've surrendered our life to Christ, and so our faith journey begins. Then this little L word kind of comes along. Life happens. Things happen. We lose a loved one. We, we struggle another month financially just trying to make ends meet. Our parents get divorced. We struggle again with that addiction that we said the last time that we struggled with it, we were going to set it down. We've been praying time and time again for God to heal our bodies, and nothing happens. God, can you take this pain away from me? All we hear is silence. Nothing happens. So we get to this point And I'm sure most of you have been to this point that I found myself at as well. Sort of where I like to call the halfway point. And Kendrell, I'm going to turn around and ask you a question. You remember how close we were when we started, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it taking so long? Do you still, life, that's a great answer. Do you still trust me to get you there, though? Yes. Somewhat. A little more hesitant. (laughs) A little more hesitant, which is perfect because that's what I needed. Because that's where I found myself in life. Giving my life to Christ. Like I said, at journey camp as a young, a young kid, and I thought, this is it. This is awesome. There's no turning back. Then life happens. And at that point, time and time again in my life, when God asked me, Braden, do you still trust me? Time and time again, I said, God, no, I don't. I don't trust you. Like, I remember I saw with my own eyes where I wanted to go and how close we were to that point. Why are we going the long way? You know what my heart desires. You know what I want. Why is it taking us so long to get there? God, it just doesn't make sense. So no, I don't trust you. And time and time again in my life, I took back that control. Or I thought I did. I tried to take it back. I try to do things my own way, and time and time again, it just left me confused, lost, in a dark place, wondering where to go. So maybe that's you this morning too. Maybe, maybe there's something that you are struggling with, and God is like, just surrender it to me, and just have faith. But you're like, no, no, I can't do that. The reality is, is eventually, Kendrell, we get there. You, I'll take this off of you. We get to where we were going. 
But what you had in mind of being a Chick-fil-A store owner isn't what God had in mind. And the only reason that you ended up here is because you had faith that I would get you there. You can't see me, can you? <laughs> but you had faith that I would get you there. The reality is, is Kendrell wouldn't have had faith in me, he wouldn't have walked by all of you. And that's how it works in life. When we have faith, we trust God. He takes us places because there's somebody on our path that needs us and needs our story. So everybody give Kendrell a round of applause. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. So I hope that kind of helps set the tone of where I want to go this morning in my sermon. Because sometimes life just doesn't make any sense. Can we be honest this morning? Sometimes things happen and we are just like, what in the world? So what I want to do, and I hope it's okay with you all, is just kind of walk through our scripture this morning. I want to start in verse 3. So right at the beginning. And what I've been trying to do when I've been reading scripture is rather than just skimming it and just being like, oh, wow, cool, Jesus healed the blind man. Like, woo, awesome. It's like there's got to be something more. And I try and question it. You know, why, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Because I think in doing that, it helps me grow. It helps me strengthen my relationship with God. So right off the bat, verse 3. Jesus' disciples ask him, they say, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus' response didn't sit well with me. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened that the works of God might be displayed in him. Like, honestly, if I'm being honest with you guys this morning, that didn't sit well with me. God, I have, to, I have to lose a family member so your glory can be revealed. Like, God, I have to struggle again financially. God, my marriage has to hang in the balance. God, like, I know you can. I know you can do it. I know you can step down and do something about it. So why don't you? So that your glory can be displayed? Like, you're a God. Is there not another way? where us as humans don't have to endure pain, endure another season of heartbreak. Surely there's another way. And I just kept thinking, that doesn't sit well with me. Well, it doesn't get any better, because I kept reading, and I got a little more um, confused. So we're going to go to verse 6. And this is, this is where Jesus spit on the ground. It says, after saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. So we're at this point in life. We have this struggle. We have this addiction. We have this temptation that we keep dealing with. And now Jesus is like, okay, hold on. You want, you want me to heal you? I'm going to spit on the ground. Like, to me, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you are Jesus. Can you not snap your fingers, make it rain a little bit, you know, then make some mud? Or just touch me and heal me, you know, step into my situation. I don't know about you, but if I heard somebody go like, <clears throat> like getting ready to hawk a loogie on the ground, even if it was Jesus, I might be like, you know what? Like, no, I'm good. Trust me, I'll be all right. But this is what he did. He spit on the ground to make mud. <laughs> to me, it doesn't make a lick of sense. And this is the part in my story that I talked about when I brought Kendrell to the middle and I asked you, Kendrell, you remember how short we had to go? We're still walking. Do you still trust me? 
And as I briefly talked about, that's, that's where I lost trust in God. Because I had these hopes, I had these plans, I had these dreams, I had these desires. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew where Braden wanted to go. And I kept trying to get there. And time and time again, I'd find myself right in the middle of my journey. And God would say, do you still trust me? And I'd say, no, I don't. And that was my freshman, sophomore, a little bit into my junior year of college. No, I don't trust you. That led to drinking. That led to partying. It led to things that I'm really ashamed of. It led to me trying to gain and kick and claw and scratch just to gain control. It left me happy for a little while. But then I'd find myself right back there, wondering, you know, what do I have to do? But the beautiful thing is, God so often reveals things when we're reading scripture, because he will speak to you just where you're at in whatever season of life you find yourself in. So this part of the story where Jesus spits on the ground. It reminds me that Jesus does things differently. And it raises the question that I want to ask you all this morning. If everything always went the way we had planned it, would we even need faith? If everything went according to your schedule, went according to your time, happened on your time, would you even need faith? Would we even be here this morning? I'd go to say no. Because if things happened the way I wanted them to, I wouldn't need to trust anybody. So, really, the ultimate question that I want to ask you is do you want to submit to that? Do you want to submit to Jesus? And not just, not just submit like, oh, God, here I am again Monday morning. Like, I know I did this this last weekend, but... You know, here I am submitting to you, and then Friday night rolls around. Like, woo, where are we going? Because that was me. Like, Monday morning, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Friday night rolls around. Be like, where are we going? This, where are we going this weekend? But truly submit to Jesus. Or do you want to continue to try and take back control? Whatever it is. We see that in our scripture this morning, the man decided to submit. He decided to trust God even when what he was doing didn't make any sense at all. We have to trust God even when what he's doing doesn't make any sense at all. That's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Because our, our flesh, our body wants to say, God, you're not making any sense. We are not getting any closer to the objective. We are way over there now. I'll take it back. Go ahead and give it back to me. And I think as um, Chris pointed out in his sermon a couple weeks ago, I'm going to get this wrong, but it just came to me. It's something along the lines of, if you say no to God, then you, are, you yourself are God, essentially. If you're saying no to God, then you're not truly worshiping him. You haven't truly submitted to him. So in the story, I have to wonder, <clears throat> did this man really trust God? Or was he just so desperate and so, so hurting that he finally just said, yeah, I've had enough? That's why I titled my sermon this morning, Blind Faith. 
was a little hesitant at first to title it Blind Faith because I don't think that we should walk through life and through our faith journey blindly. I think we should ask questions. I think we should dive deeper. But I also think there's times that life knocks you so on your knees and knocks you over time and time again that you just have to have blind faith. And you just have to say, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know why this happened. I don't know why another tragedy struck. I don't get it. But I trust you. I trust you. So we're at this point. We have an addiction. We're struggling. We're hurting. We're in pain. Jesus spits on the ground. Jesus doesn't, what, what, what God is doing doesn't make any sense. But here comes our part. In verse 7, Jesus says, go, he told them. Simply, just one word, just go. Like I've done it for you. You've asked me to heal you. I prepared you. You know, I put the mud on your eyes. God is preparing you for something. Whatever you are going through this morning, I want you to hear that. God is preparing you for something. And it may not be something that you ever get to know on this earth. You may touch a life and never know it. But don't think for a second that God put that mud on your eyes and isn't going to do something with it. But the reality is, is he'll put the mud on your eyes. But we have a part two. He's telling us to go. This man easily could have said, you know what, this is crazy. I got mud on my eyes. I'm not going to go wash. I'm not going to go wash where he told me to. I'm going go, to go back home and I'll rinse the, rinse the mud off my eyes. We're right back in the middle where we don't want to be. So the way I see it, we have two options. Option number one, continue to do what I tried to do. is continue to fight, kick, scratch, claw, and retain control and choose our own path. And I still fall, fall into that sometimes in my life. Or option number two, we can just simply surrender. And it's not just a surrender of when I was in middle school at journey camp, just surrendering to the Lord. But this is a daily decision, a daily action saying, God, I surrender to you today. Regardless of what happens, I surrender. Even when it hurts, even when it makes no sense at all, even when we can't see where we're going, life has beat us up so much we can't even we can't even have we don't even have our bearings, we don't know where we're going, but we just simply say, God, I surrender. And when we do that, something beautiful happens. We see in verses 8 through 9 that when we give it up to Jesus, this man had a transformation. This man obviously had an outward transformation because he was blind and now he was able to see. And so the people were asking, you know, who is this man? Is this the man who was begging? And his neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, isn't this the same man who used to beg? Verse 9 says, some claim that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. Something happens when you fully submit to to Jesus. When you fully submit a problem that you have been trying to hold on to because you think you can figure it out, something happens. You walk a little different. Because you know it's out of your hands, human hands, human messy, sinful, dirty hands, and into the hands of the creator, the one who created you, and the one who loves you. 
And I want to be very clear this morning. I do not believe in a God who says, okay, this is going to happen to this person, this bad thing's going to happen here, this bad thing's going to happen here. I don't believe in a God like that. I believe in a broken, that there is a broken world, and I believe that sin exists, and evil exists, and humans exist. And I very much believe that if the devil can distract you, then he's one. And if he can get you to question and to wonder, and at that point in your life to say, no, I don't trust you, God, then he's won. He's won that one. Pastor Craig Rochelle says this, oftentimes God wants to do something in you before he does something for you. What's God doing? Sometimes I don't know. I have no idea. And sometimes the painful reality of it is that things in life will happen and we may never know why they happened. We may never understand. But a waiting season is not a wasted season. We have to decide. Are we going to submit? Are we going to give it up to God? Sometimes, best way I can put it, just have to have a little blind faith. I go back to my analogy with Kendrell. When he had the blindfold on, if I had let him have his, his glasses on, and taken the blindfold off, and just told him to follow me, when we started going that way, you think he would have raised a question? We were trying to get over here. Why would we go that way? It doesn't make any sense, right? We could have just went right around. Five steps. So I think sometimes the best thing that we can do, especially when life doesn't make sense, is have a little blind faith and just fully trust Jesus. It's hard. It's hard when life knocks you down. But is it worth it? To me it is. That's a question you'll have to answer for yourself as well. So we're going to have a time of sort of reflection. The altar rails will be open. I don't know what it is that you walked in here with today. I don't know if it's an addiction, if it's a struggle. I don't know what it is. But if you've kept taking it back I encourage you this morning that this be the morning that you say God I'm done taking this back this is, this is your battle you want to fight this battle for me I know you do and I'm going to give it to you today this morning is when you lay it down and don't pick it back up you're going to have temptation I have temptation to pick it back up and to try and regain control God's just calling us to have a little blind faith. Just trust him. So I pray this morning that maybe you'll make the decision to lay it down and to fully surrender it to Jesus.
Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.